What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the PlayStation Drive episode 135. My name is Matt, and I'll be your host for today's events. I'm joined in flashback fashion, the man on the moose himself, Mr. Ryan Turford. What's up, Ryan? Hello, everybody. I am so happy to be here, Matt. In fact, I am, I'm honored to be the person who gets to d- take the this one last ride with you, my friend. I am so excited to do the show today. And of course, you know, we're, we're going to be all tearful at the end as we say goodbye to Matt today. 100% dude. When, when, when this decision was made and I was like, you know what, as I think about the ending of my time here with the PlayStation driving with carpool, I thought of no better person to take one last ride down the route 66 of love. Uh, than you, my friend, for the f- person that brought me into this wonderful community, for the person that gave me the opportunity to lead the show. I was like, I, I need to do this with Ryan. I need one last go around. We need to talk about Blue Box. We need to talk about Abandoned. We have to talk about so many things, Ryan. And I could not have asked for a better person to do this with. So thank you for coming back. No, thank you for having me, man. This, this again, is an honor. It's a it's a pleasure. And I'm so happy you asked me to be here. So I'm excited that we'll talk about PlayStation. And I'm sure we'll, of course, you know, cue the waterworks a little bit later in the show. Oh, heck yeah. We're going to have so many cues to so many different things, including talking about Suicide Squad, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, uh, Horizon, State of Play stuff. Who knows? There's so much that we could be speaking about. When you just have to you know, stay tuned to find out. But before we do all that, we, of course, have to clean this dirty, dusty old garage of ours. If you're listening to the show on your podcast service of choice, hit us with that review, that five stars. Leave those wonderful thoughts and feelings. We always appreciate all of you so, so very much. If you're watching us live right now at youtube.com slash carpoolgaming. Like the stream, hit that bell, leave a comment. Helps the show get bigger and better than ever before, which we need all of your support to do. And of course, if you have bucks to toss our way, head to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. Toss in bucks in the tip jar and out comes a cornucopia of content for you to consume at your leisure. But without further ado, like we said, Ryan, this is going to be my last show, but we're going to be talking more about that a little bit later because, Ryan, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. There, It's definitely not a season of so many massive JRPGs hitting all around the same time. It's definitely not a season where you and I, just so many of our interests are being peaked all around this uh, at the same time. So I need to ask, Ryan, what's been on your playlist? Oh, my God. Oh, man. So many RPGs. Oh, my God. I can't believe. No, I'm not playing any RPGs right now. Not yet. <laughs> Shocker. I know. I mean, th- it's because, you know, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink just came out this morning. It was supposed to come out yesterday, but mm. didn't. Uh, there was some weirdness that happened where I guess they uh, delayed the game by a day or delayed the early access by the day. Because, like, the reviews were supposed to come out yesterday morning and they didn't drop. And then the game mysteriously got updated for today's re- for release today instead of yesterday. It was weird. Okay. But Have reviews hit then? No, they still haven't come out yet. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm like, I don't know what's going on with the game. But people are, you know, I, I watched um, Mr. Happy. Uh, shout out to Mr. Happy. He's usually like a Final Fantasy fourteen streamer. Uh, but he was literally the only person streaming the game yesterday. Because I guess, like, he didn't see the, the updated embargo or something. But either way, uh, it was cool to see uh, the game in action. I, I've wanted to play it. And it's been on kind of the list for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, I probably would have played it yesterday if it came out yesterday. But it didn't. So uh, it's not an RPG on my list that I've been playing. Um, If folks have been listening to the Xbox Drive, y'all will know um, that I've been playing a game on the PlayStation 2 because I posted a list earlier this year. And by earlier this year, I mean earlier this month, Matt, where um, (laughs) I I, I posted the list of 10 games that I wanted to beat in the year of our Lord 2024. Um, And one of them is the PlayStation 2's own clock tower three 
from Capcom. Uh, I've oh, been playing it. My God, Ryan, you just unlocked like a thing in my brain. I had a friend who was obsessed with the series growing up, and like he would just show me ridiculous parts of these games. Yeah. Uh, wow, I have not thought about that series in a long time. So, how is your journey in Clock Tower Three? Um, it's really interesting. First of all, the story is just like, like crazy it's just all over the place it's it's really <laughs> dumb but uh but in a good way like I, in it like the cheesy kind of way that i can really enjoy because i love like really cheesy horror movies um and you know i i eat this stuff up so i actually mm -hmm. love the fact that the story is just like it doesn't really take itself too seriously it's kind of goofy and in, in unintentionally uh and i love it it's great but uh the the gameplay is pretty fun especially because it's one of those, you know, survival horror games where you don't have weapons, you are mm -hmm. running away from like a very overpowered enemy this time around. Like in the older Clock Tower games, it's, it's Scissor Man. It's a dude with giant scissors. Uh, but this time it's Hammer Man because it's hammer time, Matt. Every time you see this hammer guy. time, he's got a giant, you know, sledgehammer and he chases you around with it. But and you basically have to hide from him or you have, you have uh, limited access to holy water that you can throw in his face and it like burns him and he's stunned for a few seconds and it gives you a couple seconds to give away, get away and like hide or do whatever you need to do. Um, but this game's great. Like I, I've been really enjoying it. I know that at the time the reviews were, were kind of middling for it because it was a big departure from the first two clock tower games. Um, hmm. because they, they wanted to make it more like Resident Evil because uh, Capcom actually ended up publishing this one. Um, so it's actually very reminiscent of a lot of other Capcom PlayStation 2 games, which, of course, is not everyone's jam, but it's my jam, Matt. I, I, I love that kind of thing. I love Resident Evil. So um, I was really, really enjoying my time with Clock Tower. I haven't finished it yet. I'm, I'm basically at like the last section of the game. Like I'm, I'm like maybe an hour away from finishing it, but I just didn't have a ton of time to put into it this weekend. Uh, mm. I'm excited to cross it off the list before uh, Persona comes out, Matt, because that's the deadline for a lot of this stuff. Because like Persona's out on Friday, and I need to make sure everything I want to get done is done and out of the way. Mm -hmm. for Persona. So I've been doing well, that in, in true in true Persona calendar like fashion. You've given yourself a calendar deadline for Persona to really get into the mood. So I I, yeah. I applaud you for that. If I don't finish the palace in time, I'm going to get expelled from school, and then Kamashima is going to rule the castle, and I can't have that. That can't. You can't have that. No, you no. cannot. Um, and then, of course, other game I've been playing a little teensy bit this weekend, Matt. Um, but mostly, I played a lot of the demo last week to kind of lead into it. I talked about it again this on, again on Friday, but uh, Tekken Eight. I've been playing nice. Tekken Eight. Of course, I love fighting games, uh, but Tekken was a series that never really jived with me. Like I never really played you know, Tekken growing up on the PlayStation 1, where a lot of people got into Tekken. Um, even mm -hmm. when Tekken 7 came out, you know, I, I dabbled with the demo, but just wasn't really super into it. So I never really gave the series a chance. Uh, but then the, the demo for Tekken 8 came out. Um, and I decided, hey, I had time last week. Why don't I check out the demo for, for Tekken 8? And uh, I fell in love with Tekken 8 pretty quickly Okay. Um, with the demo. First of all, the story is just like, Again, just pure nonsense in all the best ways possible. The 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 apocalypse is nigh, like the world is ending. But the only way to stop the end of the world, Matt, is a giant fighting tournament to decide As whether or not finishing. the world gets blown up or not. So, right, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. So, uh, I love kind of the over the top story. Uh, but then you've got this other separate story mode called Arcade Quest, where you play as your own avatar and you're going to these this arcade scene and you're climbing up the Tekken esports. 
uh, ranking in like your local arcade, but then you've got this like uh, like jerk who's at the top who's like, I only care about people who care about Tekken, and he has this like all these like stupid poses, but it's so great. It just it kind of reminds me of like the kind of humor you would get in something like like a dragon as an example. Okay. Um. So yeah, I've I've been having fun with uh both of those, and then the fighting, like just the pure fighting of Tekken. Uh, is really good like it's something i couldn't didn't really appreciate before but this time around with tekken 8 i feel like they've really refined things in such a way where even some like me who couldn't really get into the series before um mm -hmm. really real i'm really diving deep with the combat in this game and really enjoying it in a way that i didn't before of course i got my arcade stick and everything so uh you know i'm, I'm taking this pretty seriously so i'm excited to talk about it more in the weeks to come uh on the shows because uh so far so good with tekken i'm excited i'm enjoying it so far that's great, man. I'm glad you're enjoying it because I know that, like, again, you are like the the fighting game king around here. So I'm I'm glad that it's resonating. I'm glad that it's clicking this time. I hope you continue to enjoy your time with it. Yeah. Um, Tekken was again a series for me that like I dabble in fighting games here or there, but it's always been like Mortal Kombat more so than anything else, or like the, obviously like your smashes and stuff. Yeah. Um, Tekken was similarly one that I kind of always like looked at from a distance, but never really resonated with. So who knows? Maybe I'll give the demo a shot and see if it hooks me. Yeah, I mean, I encourage people to check it out because the demo is quite meaty as well. It's got this like a sample of the story mode and the arcade quest mode and just one-on-one -on -one fighting with four of the characters. So it gives you like a pretty meaty sample of what you expect with the full game. And uh, yeah, again, this is one that just I was not expecting to, to get hooked on because Tekken was like the one major fighting franchise that I just couldn't get into because I, I mm -hmm. really like Dead or Alive. I like Virtual Fighter. I like Street Fighter. I like Mortal Kombat. I, I like all the big series but i just this is the one that just never clicked with me and now that has it's just like well because I, I just really like fighting games now so there you go, <laughs> there you go my dude what about you i want to hear from you uh i have been living in like a dragon it infinite well for the last little while um i want to give a huge shout out to the team at but why though kate reached out a few weeks ago and was like hey i know you like this do you want to do stuff with it and uh they're a site that i've had a lot of respect for for a long time um led by fantastic people who just really genuinely dive into things like diversity and representation and just so much good stuff um and they she was like do you want to cover jendoko island and i was like let me really think about this ryan let me really think if i want to help cover one of my favorite games from one of my favorite franchises i really have to uh, yes of course yeah, obviously had to really think uh, about it that <laughs> yeah really had to dive deep on that one uh i love this game ryan i think infinite wealth is genuinely even better than like a dragon which is already one of my favorite games of all time um and for this to be somehow better like i genuinely think that unless this game completely falls off the wagon in it in its last little while this is going to end up being a top three of all time for me nice. um dondoko island uh, i have a review up on the site along with a, a little feature about some one of the side sub stories but it genuinely is great it's a lot of fun i lost like hours just you know decorating my island to make it as sleazy as possible um because obviously that's a thing that you can do of course um, but like ichiban continues to be one of the best protagonists in all of gaming kiryu coming back in such an incredibly meaningful way is just amazing so slight spoilers for this um but like it was in the marketing material and everything so if you watch the trailers you know but kiryu in uh, in parts of the game is working on a bucket list i won't say anything more than that but it, it is it is a clever way to dress up what is essentially the side content around his portion of the game. Okay. And I don't think I've ever been more invested in side content than I am with that. Because like I genuinely want to help him 
complete his bucket list. I am like completely in the combat, dude. Somehow even better than seven. Seven was like a good first JRPG. You know what I mean? Like they've yeah. RGG have been the kings of the action fighting for a while, but the you know the turn base felt good. Feels even better. Like everything just flows, everything just works so so well. All the jobs and everything else, it's it's just so much fun. Um, the story is incredible. Hawaii is beautiful. Like I just kicking things off, Ryan, to 2024, the JRPG blitz of the first couple months in yeah. an incredible fashion. Um, I would recommend folks play seven and if you can play Gaiden as well, um, because it really does like for me personally, like five is the only one left for me, like in terms of Yakuza left mm -hmm. on the kind of on the list. Um, and I'm planning on saving that for later this year because I'm not ready to say goodbye yet. Like I, I, I want to give that one. Apparently, that was one of the bigger and the better ones, so I want to give it its own space. But this game is just phenomenal, Ryan. Um, right. I just is is it on the list for you at all? You played seven, right? You played like a dragon. I, I played seven for like ten hours, and I just right put it down yes. because I just couldn't get into the story. Because I love to, to your point, I really enjoyed the combat in seven, like a, a lot. Uh, and I do agree with you. And it's a great like beginner's first RPG. But even for someone like me, who's been playing RPGs for a long time, like I really appreciated the the, the combat style uh, for that game. And, and that was one of my favorite things about it. But just I just couldn't get into the story. And maybe it was just I wasn't either, like used to the, the the Like a Dragon games or didn't go back and play the old Yakuza games or whatever. But I don't know what it is about it, but just. I don't know. I just couldn't get into the story. And that was like a big detractor because as you know, Matt, the story is like mm -hmm. one of the biggest parts of that game. And if you're not into that story, like, I mean, you're going to either a miss a whole lot of it. If you skip the cutscenes, or B mm -hmm. it's just going to really be long because you've got like hour long cutscenes sometimes. And if you're not enjoying the story, well, it's tough to get through some of those. So no, hundred percent. Like if, if you weren't already a fan of that, then infinite wealth isn't going to do anything to kind of shock you. But like, this I, I personally absolutely love it. Like there's a of course they have a whole the Sujimon are back from from the seven where like you can basically now catch them and actually make them battle. Um Sudoku Island is a thing. There is like a Sujimon snap mode where you're just taking pictures of them like Pokemon. I was snap. just about to bring that up because I saw you post about that on Twitter, Matt. And I was like, well, clearly that's the side content that Matt's been asking for. I was crying from laughter on my first go around on that. Again, it's just your RGG just has a way about them to take ridiculously out there concepts and then ground them in such humanity. Cause even like the front and the back end of that leading up to it and leading out of it genuinely makes sense. Like it's again, it's, it's just fantastic. So yeah. uh, I know Kev uh, 12 hours in, uh, I still feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah, dude, the game, the game is massive. Like I I'm on chapter nine. Um, so I'm like, I'm past the halfway point as far as I'm aware. Uh, and I just, there's no signs of slowing down, Ryan. There's no signs of slowing down. Nice. No, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Cause okay, the, it might've been like, I, I like, I couldn't uh, probably deal with it. If we came into this conversation, you would be like, man, like this is the worst, like a dragon ever. Like it must've been really bad. <laughs> so I'm glad that they nailed the landing with this one. Like this is a, a game that I wish I was just more into, but I totally understand why people like this game more than anything. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the appreciation I got when, you know, playing yakuza like a dragon because even though i wasn't into it i see why people are into this series so uh it totally makes sense and uh yeah it is too bad that it just released now matt when there is literally like every rpg around the corner um so then so then what's your your plan then if you don't finish this game by the time friday rolls around like what are you gonna do 
We're going to have to see, Ryan. Like, we're, we're going to have to see what happens uh, as we get closer to launch because I genuinely don't know. Well, I, yeah. I, I have no idea. I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Please I mean, I'm sure you've played Persona 3 before, Matt. It can just, you know, Persona 3 Reload can just sit on the sideline, I'm sure. It's fine. It's fine. Or, you know, just playing both at the same time. Whatever. That is a dangerous road, Matt, trying to do both of those at the same time. An incredibly dangerous road. But, my dude, let's mosey on into some news. We're going to start with some quick hits before we kind of delve deep into what will be the main news topic. But let's kick things off with a article from VGC written by Andy Robinson because Rocksteady pulls Suicide Squad an hour into early access after players' games auto-completed. The game launched in New Zealand today. Developer Rocksteady was forced to pull Suicide Squad servers offline less than an hour into its early access release after players experienced a bug which automatically completed the game after they logged in for the first time. Uh, it is officially releasing on February 2nd. Those who purchased the Deluxe Edition can play 72 hours early. Uh, but yeah, there is an issue. Here's a tweet from them talking about how they had to essentially take the game down entirely to figure yeah. out how folks are auto-completing the game uh, upon launching it. Because that, Ryan, there's there's <laughs> a lot of bugs and issues that we've heard over the years from a lot of different games. Um, I don't think ever auto-completing it is is one I've seen. This um, is literally a first for me too. I'm just like, how is this a thing? First of all, speedrunners are probably crying because they're just like, <laughs> they, they, they're like, how, they, there's no way we can ever beat this the world record set by the mm -hmm. people in New Zealand who just play, unlocked the game and it just done finished right away. Like you, you finished the game in 12 seconds at that point. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and and with, the, with the with the speed of the PS5, maybe even 11 seconds. Yeah. Uh, who knows? But I don't know, dude. Like this, I feel like this game. I'm already like not planning on picking it up, but I just feel like the knocks just continue to rain out across this game leading to leading to launch. Right. Um, is, is this on your radar at all? Are you are you stoked on Suicide Squad? I am <laughs> interested because it's one of those things, Matt, where it's just like, you know, I hear all these negative things about the, the this game, and I'm just like, I kind of want to know what the fuss is about. I can't, mm -hmm. like it, 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 it like peaks like this curiosity in my brain where I'm just like, well, now I kind of want to try it because everyone says it's terrible. Like I kind of, mm -hmm. I kind of want to see what, 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 what's going on here. What, what's the story with this game? Obviously mm -hmm. though, it's a busy time for games and my, my funds for, for, for gaming right now, because I've got a move coming up are not mm -hmm. infinite. So obviously this is not something I can pick up right away, but it is something where I'm like, if it's on sale over the summer, I might take a chance on something like this. And just to see, just to find out, because I kind of want to find out. And likewise, um, I kind of took the same stance with Forspoken last year. And True. it turned out that I enjoyed that game way more than a lot of other people did. And it was like in my top 10 favorite games of last year. So I do like to take chances on games like this, where, you know, even if not everyone enjoys them, maybe I'll like them. You know, if maybe mm -hmm. there's something there for me. So um, I always like to give good, the games the benefit of the doubt in a lot of ways. So this is definitely like, if it's on sale over the summer or something like that, maybe this is something I take a chance on. Yeah, I think for me, I, I like I may pop in if it ever hits a PlayStation Plus or a Game Pass. Like I don't think I'd ever spend any money on it, but if it ever hits a streaming service and I have an opening, I might be like, let me just check it out and see yeah. if it resonates at all. It's different because you've already played it, so you understand like that this yeah, is not yeah. for you. Yeah, I've, I've, I hit the alpha. So, I mean, at the very least, like, I, I know what it is that I'm getting myself into. But uh, we will find out. We'll, obviously, Suicide Squad is launching imminently uh, on the yeah. same day as Persona. So, uh, sorry, Persona. Good luck. Just your, good luck. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it is it is it is the game for this Friday that for non RPG people because you know you got Grand Blue, you got Persona, mm-hmm. you got Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. But if you're not an RPG, it's like well, you got Suicide Squad, and I guess if you're into Tekken, you got that too. But that's yep. about it. Or you're still playing Prince of Persia, which again looks awesome. And or or we're just looking at our calendars, Matt, waiting for Valentine's Day to roll around because we've got a hot date with Laura Croft with the Tomb Raider one through three remasters that day as well. So that's coming up sooner than you think. It'll be here before you I, know. I, I, and Helldivers 2, for God's sake, it's coming out on the Helldivers 2, dude. Exactly. Helldivers 2 is, is something that I'm really excited about. But obviously, like, how could anyone run forget about your hot date with Laura Croft on, on, on Valentine's Day? I mean, Arzette, the 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 game based off the Zelda CDI games is also coming out that day too, Matt. So it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good Valentine's Day this year. It's going to be a good Valentine's Day for at least a couple people. But of course, if you are somebody who celebrates Valentine's Day on March 21st and own a PC, Horizon Forbidden West is coming into PC in March. It's a complete edition. It's going to have, uh, obviously, Forbidden West. It's going to have the Burning Shores expansion uh, and a whole bunch of other special outfits and other stuff. Uh, We got confirmation that it is coming on March 21st. Uh, Ryan, is this enough for you to double dip and, and and check it out on PC? Uh, I typically don't play games on PC, so it's probably not. Although I, I will say happy birthday to me because this is coming out on my birthday. So something there to look forward go. to play Valentine's <laughs> like, Day, March, March Valentine's Day, as everybody calls Ryan's birthday. March Valentine's Day is Ryan's birthday. I love it. But uh, no, I mean, this is the type of thing where it's like, I, it's cool. I'm glad that it's coming to PC. I'm glad that it's got the, all this content. And I think that it's awesome for PC players because I'm the type of person that's like, yes, please get these games out everywhere. I love the fact that that uh, Sony's game, like every time a Sony game comes to PC, I think it's a great thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not the audience for that because I just don't really play games on PC. But yeah, yeah. Matt, are you going to double dip at all? No, I think like again, similarly, I don't think my PC is strong enough to run this the way that it probably should because it already looked and played so good on the ps5 i don't really need a reason to go back on pc uh steam deck is a maybe if it, if it runs decently on there like it may be something i check out but like with how huge zero dawn was on pc i have no doubt that this is going to continue to do well um but uh, it's, it's cool that we got a date we cool it's cool that we know when it's coming um yeah. right around rise of the ronin um it's, so we'll see we'll it's see like the same week i think isn't it i think so yeah I think so right <laughs> which is just weird weird to make and in classic PlayStation and classic Horizon fashion, another massive game coming out right alongside it. I mean, they did it to themselves this time because it's Sony releasing it <laughs> exactly. the same week. Uh, let's hit one more story before we talk state of play stuff. Because coming from Jordan Midler at VGC, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is the series' be- biggest ever Steam launch and RGG's latest and the best reviewed game in the series as well. Uh, coming into a huge thing, hugely positive reviews, making it the best received game in series history, along with the most concurrent players than any other game in the developer's history. Uh, I just want to toss this out because I thought it was cool. 30,741 30, folks playing on Steam. Uh, I'm sure many, many on console as well. Uh, but I just want to shut this out because I think it's awesome. And It's uh, also in the world it. of Pal World as well, Matt, because like Pal World is still a huge thing on mm. Steam right now. People are still playing it. So the fact that it's got those numbers, even when that's happening, I think is pretty impressive. I agree. And again, like this is like, like a dragon. I feel like over the last, I don't know, decade or so we've seen a lot of 
uh, RPGs kind of get that big moment. Uh, we saw it with Persona, with Persona 5. Uh, we saw it with Tales, with Tales of Arise. We saw it, we, you know, we're seeing it now, I think, with Like a Dragon, both 7 and 8. I think kind of that's almost like a one-two punch. Um, so awesome to see. I hope more of the of the games that we love kind of break into mainstream a little bit more because that just means more of them. And I, that's never a bad thing for me. And it'll be interesting as well, to your point, Matt, like what's going to happen with Persona 3's numbers when, when uh, it comes to seem later this week because i feel like it might also be like the the biggest persona game on steam or other platforms as well like that the marketing for this game is getting out there like i don't know if you've been you know watching videos yep. on youtube lately but like whether it's ads paid for on youtube or literally like paid sponsorships like the, the news is getting out there for this game so or or uh you know a, a whole bunch of other ridiculous stuff who really knows wasn't wasn't am i mixing up like a dragon and persona right now one of them had a trailer with the umbrella academy one of the actors from the umbrella academy yeah, that, was that was like persona 3 persona. yeah Right, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, not not at all. Just, you know, going swinging for the fences. And especially that it's on Game Pass, on launch, yeah. right? Which is, I'm sure, massive for a lot of people who have been curious about the series, but may never have had an opportunity to check it out. So, there you go. Yeah. All right, Ryan, I'm going to let somebody into the car a little bit early because Nagachaka has asked a question that pertains to our big discussion. And Nagachaka writes in and says, when the next state of play hits... What do you two hope to see and what do you two expect to see? Also love you, Matt. Thank you for the fun times. All the best with the baby. And of course, always and forever. Hashtag team The Last of Us 2. You better believe it, buddy. Um, I'm going to pull in the news story alongside Nagachaka's question here. Um, rumors, again, nothing is massively concerned here. But if, if, if this is real and you want nothing, uh, hop out for the next 10 minutes and hop back in. But this is making the rounds everywhere. So let's talk about it. Because VGC, again, from Andy Robinson, that state of play could be held this week with multiple sources claiming a live stream is taking place soon um xbox heiress nick baker suggested that a live stream could take roughly on january 31st and feature death stranding 2 silent hill 2 and some other games uh and then of course we've got some other stuff as well that there's rumors that we're going to see death stranding 2 we're going to there's rumors that we're going to see concord there's rumors that we're going to see ken levine's new game judas um until dawn possibly coming to ps5 and pc uh possibly some of the Death Stranding movie stuff, but there's there's some there's some scuttlebutt, Ryan. There's some whispers. There's some stuff going on. Of course, it's been a minute since we had the last state of play. It's been a minute since we've heard from PlayStation proper. We know we got Rise of the Ronin. We know we got Horizon, but this year, and we know we got Helldivers, but like we don't know too much about PlayStation's catalog for 2024. So, Ryan, what do you think? When hey, when do you think it's coming? What do you think we're gonna see? And what do you want to see? So. I'm in line with the rumors that we'll probably see it this week because I think they want to get out ahead of Nintendo Direct. Like, because I'm assuming there's going to be a Nintendo Direct in the next couple of weeks and they probably don't want to, you know, risk having them kind of go head to head on the same mm -hmm. week by accident. So I think they, yep. I think you're right. I, th I think this rumor is probably correct. We're, we're probably expecting a state of play this week, which is perfect timing because I feel like, to your point, Matt, that we don't really know about what is actually coming out on PlayStation in the fall this year? What's coming out beyond, you know, March at this point mm -hmm. on, on the platform. So I feel like this, a state of play is a great way of doing that. Um, and yeah, like I, I think a lot of the games that you kind of highlighted from that article, you know, Silent Hill 2, DS2, like a lot of that stuff, like I think like those are the type of things I would expect to see there. Um, and what I want to see, honestly, is just, just games that are coming out this year. Like I kind of wanted to just mm -hmm. focus on this year. Just get, just show us like, even if it's first, like even if we don't have a ton of first party stuff coming out this year, I totally get it because you know, similar to the last year, I'm not expecting a giant deluge of first party Sony stuff this year. Um, but 
I would love to see even just a lot of big third party games. I think they've got a lot of third party exclusives that are going to be exciting. They're coming out this year, um, like Silent Hill 2. Um, mm-hmm. So I think like that's it, th- this is like the perfect time to show those and actually give solid release dates for some of that stuff. Um, so that's what I really want to see is just more of, you know, what whatever they've got coming this year is is really what I want to see. I know that's a very broad answer, Matt. No, but I, I think everybody's in the same boat, though, because like we like we've said, we don't know what's coming this year. So in, in that rumored list, like you mentioned, we got Death Stranding, uh, we got Until Dawn. I'm sure that's going to be probably relatively imminent. I can't imagine there's going to be like a huge push behind that for you know bringing the original back. I'm um, expecting that to like, be a shadow drop, like whenever they do that. Me too. They'll be like, yeah. it's out tonight, and it's, it's like it's a ten dollar upgrade or whatever it's going to be, kind of thing. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably spot on with that. Um, what I want to know is, do you think that, because, uh, you know, PlayStation dropped that list of 2024 games on it where stuff like Silent Hill was stuff like uh, Metal Gear. Do you think that we get both of those games this year? And do you think there's a chance we get Death Stranding this year? Because it's been a minute since the original. So, okay, I'm going to list, list them off. I'm going to start with Silent Hill. I think Silent <laughs> Hill of the three is like the one that I'm like very confident is actually coming out this year because it was supposed to come out last year. And then it got Hmm. delayed. So um, I'm imagining that that's like a September or August game. Um, Metal Gear, they might date for this year, but I'm like hesitant to think that it'll actually come out this year. I think it actually might get delayed to next year. Um, But Hmm. the very least, like I think they'll probably attach a 2024 date to that game at some point. Um, and Death Stranding 2 is just a wild card because it's Kojima and you know, you never really know with Kojima. Um, if I, if I was a betting man, Matt, I would say January of 2025 for Death Stranding 2. Okay. Cause yeah, the original dropped in 2019. So, you know, with, with this calendar year now marking kind of the fifth year since the original launch, I feel like there is a possibility that it may be their kind of big November game. I feel like it could, uh, I think you're probably right though. It seems to, it feels to me like an early 2025, but I wouldn't be surprised if we do get a October or November potential date, because like, I still do think they need something big. And if that's kind of the rumored list, it Unless the only reason that they're talking about Death Stranding 2 is because of the Death Stranding movie. Like, you know what I mean? To kind of That's actually why I'm actually think they are going to talk about it is because of the movie. Uh, and the same reason why they're going to announce this Until Dawn thing, uh, the PS5 mm-hmm. yeah. version, because the movie's coming, right? Like, yeah. I, th- I think that that's, I think that's where like the thought process is. So that's why it's like, you're right. Absolutely. Right. Death Stranding is again, a wild, very much a wild card. It could easily come this year. Um, or mm-hmm. it could easily come next year. Like I, I just, we just don't really know. It's Kojima. He kind of makes his own rules when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Right. Or he's also the type of person too, that like, um, or the, his studio, I should say is like the type of studio that will delay a game. Mm-hmm. Even after they announce the date too. So even though they might, it might even get a, a release date this year. I mean, in actuality, they delay almost every game that they produce, whether he, it was his time at Konami or at uh, his current studio. So you never know. He might get delayed till next year. But uh, I, I hope it comes out this year because I kind of want to play some more DS, Matt. Like, I'm excited for more DS. But. Dude, I actually am, too. It didn't win me over at launch, but that like complete edition, director's cut, whatever it was, that game of the year edition uh, really did sell me on it. And I ended up playing through the entirety uh, in that moment. Uh, so I am. I this this kind of do, did shoot up my list into to more interested than not. Um, 
any big surprises that you think that Sony could hit us with this year? Do you think uh, a new Uncharted is possible? Do you think, you know, whatever Team Asobi is working on could hit, uh, you know, Blue Box, obviously, possibly even <laughs> <laughs> anything there. Anything that you're, do you think that they might hit us with out of the blue that could hit this year? I think this particular state of play, Matt, and I hate to say this, I think it's going to play it safe a little bit where we're not going to get any big surprise drops at this one. Um, I think that if there is a big surprise that it's going to be at the summer showcase instead or whatever they do Mm -hmm. over the summer instead of this, this particular state of play, I think this state of play in particular is very much focusing on the games that we already know about Um, to the, the article's point, you know, we didn't mention it, but I I imagine we hear about Concord here as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And whatever the heck is going on with that game. And uh, when it's coming out, like, I feel like that's like, I think, I think that they have an interesting slate of third party stuff um, Mm -hmm. that they want to, you know, attach release dates for, or get people excited about. And I think that's the purpose of this particular state of play. I don't think there's any going to be like a big surprise from Sony, like something we don't know about. I think it's going to be known quantities, maybe even uh, an update on Pragmata from, from Capcom which I know mm-hmm. is also an exclusive as well. So um, I think stuff like that is what I'm expecting at this showcase. But I, I'm also trying not to get myself like too excited I, for stuff for the unknown, Matt, because I don't want to come and you know, come out of the state of play disappointed. So then final state of play related question. Do we finally see little devil inside again? Cause this is a game that I was enamored with from the point that we saw it. And it, Felt like it was much sooner than it actually was. It's now been years. We haven't even gotten a proper update on it in a minute. Yeah. Like if that game felt much closer than it seemingly has become, do you think we see it and possibly get a actual launch window date or anything else? I hate to say it, Matt, but I think that game's dead. I don't think that no! game's ever coming out. I'm sorry. It looks so cool. I, know. I never said it didn't look cool. It looks cool, but it like, I don't know, man. Like I've I, I mean, and of course, I, just as I say this, of course, it'll, I'm sure there'll be an announcement at the state of play saying, look at how, look at how awesome level devil inside is. And it's coming out soon. But like, I don't know. I just feel it in my gut. Like something's wrong with the development of that game. And <clears throat> I don't know if it's ever coming out at this point or if it does, like, I think if it does come out, Matt, it'll literally just show up one day and it'll just be there. I, I hope that's true. And yeah, I have to bring in Stinger AX because yes, there is a rumor that the Metro there's a Metro game coming for the PSVR 2, uh, which would hopefully be, you know, the first PlayStation released VR title since last year with the yeah. launch of the console. Uh, I hope that's true because I'd be all over a Metro in VR. That series is, again, always one that I've kind of hopped into for a couple hours and then got distracted by something else. But I think playing that in VR would be pretty cool. Yeah. So actually speaking of VR real quick, Matt, do you... Like, I'm sure they'll have a VR game there, hopefully, but like, we don't really know about any. So like, what do, what do you expect on the VR front, if anything? I think this Metro thing, like this seems so out of left field that it almost seems weird to make up. Um, So I, I hope that's true. But like, I just hope we get some first party properties, some first party PlayStation properties in VR. Like, uh, I, I, I know Spider-Man wouldn't happen because A, I think that would be a motion sickness bonanza. But like it, like I don't see how we don't already have an Uncharted in VR, a Ghost of Tsushima, where these are games that like put the person in VR, you know, VR, have them run around as Nathan Drake, you know, the climbing. Again, think about it: the climbing, the shooting, the the mm-hmm. set pieces. These are all very much VR kind of you know standards and set pieces that you can find in that space already. Like, why don't these things exist? Uh, and I, I, it would be so easy to just like 
pick another part of Nate's life and toss him in for another adventure. Like this, it would be such a sell. Or again, if I'm sure they're going to kind of save whatever they're doing next for the next mainline game. But like, I, that's what I, that's what I want from them. But like, I don't know if that's what we're going to get. I just hope that again, half-life Alex is another seemingly like slam dunk that I'm shocked. It hasn't been talked about already. Um, I don't know, dude. I just hope that this year we get a little more love from PlayStation directly for VR because Yes, there was a bunch of great third-party stuff last year, and Synapse was one of my favorite games from last year, and, you know, uh, Horizon was a lot of fun, but, like, give us something more that isn't just third-party stuff. Like, give us some first-party properties. Yeah, but I mean, I hope so. Like, there's they got to give us a reason to, you know, continue to invest in P- PSVR or just get people excited about picking up a PlayStation VR, and I think they need to start leveraging some of the first party properties for that. Like, yep. Uh, or even like with something like until dawn, like what if until dawn had like a VR mode or something like that? It's a horror game. Like it'd be cool. Like, dude, um, stuff like that. Like, I think it'd be cool. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I just, I just hope that they start doing more with it, but uh, Nagachaka, that that's a long winded answer to your question We're we're hoping for a lot. We're expecting a little, and we'll see where we actually land land. Yeah. Uh, Savoy Prime, the homie SP, writes in and says, as I try to prepare my feels for this upcoming episode, I gotta ask, do you think Falcom will ever get the respect they deserve? Love you, Matt. Enjoy your journey of being not just a dad, but a girl dad. It's gonna be awesome. Falcom bros for life. Um, I genuinely think they will get this moment. I just don't think it will be with the Trail series as it currently stands. I feel like the buy-in for Trails right now is just too significant, even with you know, the, the upcoming um, trails through day- daybreak this summer, again, like that's still part of this overarching saga. And I think still, well, I think it looks great. I don't think it looks like a Tales of Arise. I don't think it looks like a Persona 5 Royal. I think that game looks like it will be great for fans of the series, but I think whatever next comes after the, they said they're like 90% done with this current trail saga. So I think whatever comes next, if they let it cook a little longer, if they put in a little bit more into it and they really just let it take off, I genuinely think it could get that moment because the gameplay is fantastic. The story is fantastic. I just think it needs a little bit more time in the oven and a little bit more space from everything else around it. But Ryan, am I, am I off base here? No, I think you're hundred percent correct because, um, you know, you have to kind of do a chart for people who, who are new yes, to the true. trails games and being like, okay, here's how you start. And here's how you play through these games. And no, you don't need to go play through every single game, but like, here's like the, like the line, gra- not, see, not everyone wants to do that. And in the time mm-hmm. investment, you know, that that's devoted to that is tough. And I know, uh, Seth also brought up the, their other series, uh, ease in the chat as well, mm-hmm. but like people look at that. And see that there's 10 ease games and they all star the same character. And they, even though I know that they're very much meant to be standalone games, people look at that from the outside and they're just like, well, I have to play all these games and I don't have time for that in order to get into Mm -hmm. this series, which is obviously not true. But like, I feel like that's like the mentality that's there for, for that series. So you're right, Matt. I feel like as long as they continue to only do these two series and continue to iterate on them without doing some kind of big reboot of either one of them or without doing a brand new IP. I feel like it's just going to be tougher uh, to bring new people in. I think that's really the problem. I think even like with, with ease, I think that's a great example. And, you know, I feel like action RPGs are usually an easier sell than turn-based stuff for kind of like the general, you know, mainstream. I feel like if ease went away, because even looking at like Witcher 2 to Witcher 3, 
right? Like Witcher 3 yeah. was still a numbered entry. And for a lot of people, it was their first Witcher. It was my first Witcher. If they step back and really, you know, put a lot in to really make Ease look big, beautiful, incredible, really just like ironing out what I think is, I think a lot of Falcom games have a dated look, to be honest. I think yeah. when you're comparing it to a Tales of Arise, even a Witcher 3, they still look a little bit older. Uh, and that's no shade to the, to the developers of the games at all because they're fantastic games. I just think they need, if they really want to crack into the mainstream, they need to take a step back. Persona 5 did it with the UI, the flashiness, the music. There was so much there that people could buy into. I think Ease could very well do that without even doing a massive reboot, but just stepping back and being like, here is Ease, subtitle, whatever. Yeah. Like, just give them the time to really blow it out. And I feel like it could be huge. Yeah, that's true too. Because yeah, a lot of those games just remind me of a lot of games we see from NIS or just smaller Japanese mm. publisher. Because Falcom is a smaller Japanese publisher. Like they, they don't really uh, have the budget to do like a big AAA kind of game. And and some and and you know what? That's okay. Like you can have you know break into the mainstream without that. But just it's just tough, man. Especially with the mm -hmm. state of games right now. Like for anything to kind of get into break into the the mainstream at this point so uh i really hope they're able to one day because i do think that they do make great games even though i know like the i'm not the huge is bit fan of the trail series or the e series i do like those games and i understand why people like them so i do think there's potential there eventually but i think it'll take to your point matt like something really big to to get them there and i just don't know if they're equipped even to do that at this point yeah, I feel like if they, because they do put out games at a pretty consistent clip, I feel like if they kind of took a step back, not like, you know, teamed up with some of those teams, teamed up the budget across some of those games, and I think they could. I don't think it's a lack of pedigree. I think, like you mentioned, it's a lack of overall budget and just the speed at which they release, ga release games. Because they, if yeah. you look at their last decade, they have a lot, especially when you yeah. compare to something like Naughty Dog or even Persona, right? They yeah, most years they way, release, way like more. Most years they have like two or three game releases. So like, yeah, I mm -hmm. think like if they, they did the kind of like the Grand Theft Auto thing that where they, they kind of like, you know, took it, took a series away for like five years and just devoted a big chunk of their team to just doing that for five years and came back in a really big way. Like, I think it'd be big, but I think also it might be tough for them to do something like that because of their small budget. Like they just might mm -hmm. not be able to take a risk like that. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I, I really do hope that they get their moment because I don't think it's a lack of talent, right? I don't think even like, I think any one of their current games could be that game, but I just feel like they need a little more oomph behind their punches. But yeah. we will see. Fulia writes in, right, saying, what anime do you really love that others think is weird? All the best with your new adventures, Matt. Uh, I mean, for me, it's Gintama. Uh, I already adore that anime. It is my favorite anime of all time. One of my favorite pieces of media ever. But like, it's it's a hard sell. I've had some friends start it out on top of it being a comedy anime that has the serious stuff that just completely hits. Like the, some of those storylines are absolutely ridiculous. One of my favorite gifts to use uh, that I don't use as often, but there's a, there's a scene of the main character uh, snowboarding on the Shogun using like a thong to kind of guide him through the snow. Like there's just so much ridiculousness there. Even my wife walking by watching would be like, what, what is happening on screen right now? What is going on? But like, I implore everybody to like, it's, it's, it's incredible for a reason. I love that show dearly. Uh, and I cannot wait that it's coming back, um, in, in Gintama classroom fashion where they're, they're doing a spinoff now, some of, off some of the light novels. Uh, cause that anime ended, but Ryan, what about you? Any weird anime that you feel like deserves a shout out? So first of all, uh, with uh, when I look at the root of this question, 
you know, Fulia asks, what anime do you really love but others think is weird? I don't necessarily mm -hmm. think the anime itself has to be weird, but the idea of maybe liking the show might be weird, which is why I'm okay. I, I'm throwing this out there because I'm spinning this question a little bit to, to give you an answer. Because, like, to be honest, I don't know how many really weird anime that I watch. Like, I just, I'm not really into a lot of the really weird anime that's out there um mm -hmm. but one that's like we that it's very much a guilty pleasure for me which i feel like is also what kind of fully is asking here mm -hmm. uh is is an anime called high school dxd have you heard of high school DxD yes i have that? because yes, here's have. the thing that game that the anime is like super sleazy and I'm just like, I feel gross just watching it. But also I love just how goofy and weird the story goes with that, that show where it's just, I feel weird that I like that show, but I'm like, whenever they come out with new episodes, I'm like, I can't get enough of this because it's so <laughs> like, it, it's so uh, out there and so just goofy and fun. Like I like just the funness of the story in in high school dxd so i got i'm giving that the shout out for this question because not only is it a little bit weird but it's also weird when i tell people i'm like yeah it's a guilty pleasure for me fair i again i've heard great things about the show but yeah every time i see anything from it i'm like jesus that's that's yeah. the thing that you don't want your parents walking by when you're watching 100 uh, black wyver writes in with his question saying hi matt and seth but it's ryan come on black wyver hi black wyver i uh, using PlayStation exclusive character names, what names would you give to the following pets? Let's just kind of go down here. A dog. What would you name a dog from a PlayStation exclusive character? Uh, I would call the dog Ratchet. Ooh, that's a good name. Yeah. That's a good name. I was going to say Parappa, uh, but Ratchet's a really good dog name. Uh, cat. Uh, I would call the cat uh, Ellie. Ellie's cute. Ellie's a cute kitty name. I yeah. agree. I'm trying to think of... Uh, you could, if you have a dog and a cat, just call the call the cat Clank and just really say no. <laughs> what was what was the 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 new Lombax's name? The female Lombax? Oh my god, I don't remember her name off the top of my head. I'll I'll look oh it up. I'll fact check okay. it while you while you. Yeah, because I'm having an issue remembering. Rivet, Rivet. There Thank you, you Kev, in the chat. Rivet would be a cute cat name. I would name a cat Rivet. Nice. I like that. A fish. What would you name a fish? Oh my god. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna go with Kratos. Kratos the fish. Kratos the fish. Yeah. <laughs> Atreus. Atreus. Oh no. What was the world serpent's name? Yormander? Your your Yormagander. Yormander. Yormander. No, that has to be the snake. What am I talking about? No, I was gonna say, I was saving that for the snake as well. Yeah, but, that's yeah. <laughs> I like Kratos. Uh, a turtle. Oh my god! I would call it Sully after after Nathan. You know, after from Uncharted. I feel like Sully's a good old man turtle name. Sully's a good old man turtle name. I mean, I'm I'm blanking on the name, but the turtle from uh, I think it's like it's it's not Sully, but Sly something Cooper? else uh, from Sly Cooper. Yeah, uh, oh, Bentley. Bentley. Bentley the turtle. A turtle name too. Bentley's a good turtle name. And yeah, Snake, we've already talked about your your Mander. That is literally the most obvious one, but I'm going to give a sh special shout out to, of course, PlayStation 1 exclusive character, Solid Snake. The snake. Just oh, of course. Yeah. You can call it Solid. You can call it Liquid. You can call it Ocelot. There's just, so just many call it snake. Just call it Hi, Snake. Hi, Snake. <laughs> I would call mine Cardboard after the box uh, that was synonymous with Solid Snake. Well, why don't you uh, call it the Abandoned, the hit character behind the hit series Abandoned? Again, yeah, I would just call it uh, Infinite Hype 
uh, uh, to name after after Blue Box as a whole. Good. Uh, Black Wiper finishes that by saying, "Matt, you've been simply awesome. You'll be missed. Take care and good luck. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that immensely." And one final question coming from Yarden saying, "Ugh, sorry, I'm so late. I missed this post yesterday. No problem if it's too late to include. I got you. Gonna miss you, Matt. Thanks for everything. Give us three Matt games for everyone to play and remember you by." Uh, this is an easy slam dunk for me. Uh, it's got to be Persona 5 Royal. It's got to be, uh, I'll say Like a Dragon, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'll say the seventh one. And I know SP wants me to say a a Falcom game. And I would say Trails from Zero, but I can't not have Marvel Spider-Man as my third. Um, like, it's just, again, my favorite superhero in the world from one of my favorite developers. Uh, you can toss in Celeste in there as well, one of my favorite all-timers. Uh, just so many wonderful games. But thank you, Yarden. Thank you for all the love and support. I'll appreciate you always. But that, my friend, brings us to the end of the question round, Ryan. And I'm going to toss it over to you next because I you said you have a thing to say, and I want to yeah. let you say it. Absolutely. So before we, we say goodbye to Matt, there is something we got to do here because I have an announcement to make for the chat and everyone else around the world. Um, first of all, you know, we've been, we've been talking about the, the idea because of course, you know, um, Matt and court are both leaving uh, the PlayStation drive. Um, and we of course had some hosts to to fill in for, and we wanted to announce one of the new hosts today because it's only so fitting that, that you and mm -hmm. I are doing this show together. And, and as mm -hmm. I, you know, as you and I kind of founded this show together and, and, you know, brought it to life. Um, and I handed the reins over to you. Um, it is only fair, Matt, and only fitting that on the final episode of the PlayStation drive, you are handing the reins back to me because mm -hmm. I am the newest host of the PlayStation drive. I will be mm -hmm. returning to the PlayStation drive starting next week. So this is officially a thing. Um, also, this also does mean, though, that as, in, as part of making this work, I will also be leaving the Xbox drive. So this week, mm -hmm. this Friday, with Sean Capri and myself, will be my final episode of the Xbox drive. Um, after four long years, it's been an incredible time doing the show with Sean. Um, but I knew kind of when, when this announcement came around that... Um, this is something that I wanted to be a part of. I, I, you know, I, as someone who, um, was there and was someone who really pushed for us doing the, the PlayStation drive as a show. Um, I really like fat felt like the proud parrot moment, Matt, just watching you in court, just taking the show in, in a great new direction. And I really loved what you did with the show. Um, so I knew that when we needed to bring in, you know, new voices to the show or to, to, you know, bring the show in a new direction i felt like i needed to be part of that so um as a result that is definitely happening so yes kevin calls him in the chat so the xbox drive is also getting a new host it's a ruse all along well that's the thing i won't be alone on the playstation drive but i'm also not telling you this week who is going to be on the show so tune in february 5th uh we will be we will be announcing both new hosts for the, the both the xbox drive and the PlayStation Drive. So first of all, thank you, Matt, for giving me the, the time to, to bring this announcement up and, and for entrusting me back this lovely show that you've taken care of for so long. I really appreciate it. Dude, when people were asking like, oh, who's going to be the new host? I was like, you have A, no idea, but B, it's like returning to your rightful throne. I have kept it warm for you over the uh, the past couple of years. Um, again, it was a massive honor to take it over for you in the first place to start the show with you. Uh, I can't believe it's been like so many years already. 
Uh, and to, I, I can't wait to see and hear everything. I'm, I'm a huge fan of you. I'm a huge fan of this place. So I will still be very much in the chat, very much part of this community. Uh, you can't kick me out of here that easy, but you're going to have a lot of fun. I have no doubt in my mind uh, with the new iteration of the show. And I, I can't wait to see what you and uh, Hideo Kojima, uh, yeah. also the, uh, the, the, the other guy, I forgot his name, uh, the, the CEO of Blue Box, who's also Hideo <laughs> Kojima. Oh my uh, God! Course, How did we forget about that? How did we forget the course, the host of Blue Box? And and of course Jeff Keeley as your new co-hosts on the PlayStation Drive. Um, sorry if I just spoiled that, but obviously this was now going to be the Blue Box podcast. Uh, so stay in and stay strapped. But Ryan, I I wish you all the best. Uh, I'm excited to, to to be a fan of the show once again. Absolutely, and of course Hassan Karaman, Sean. Uh, Thank Matt, you. How can I forget? How can we forget about Hassan? Who, oh, by the way, See? when when I looked up abandoned on Wikipedia, the first image that comes up on the Wikipedia page is a picture of Hideo Kojima's face because of as it should, because he's the real should. leader. Oh um, of course, Ryan, that was actually, I didn't forget. I was just testing you. I had to make sure that you knew what you were talking about coming in as you retake the reins. Of um, course. So you passed. Good job. I mean, now that I'm back, like back on the show, Matt, the, 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 the blue box talk will never die at this point because I'm not going to let that go away. Like we we, we will talk about abandoned, I'm sure on a monthly basis, but, uh, I, uh as you should, course, of course, Matt, but of course now it is time to, because it, it, it's, you know, t time for a special time, Matt, because honestly, I wish I could be there in person with you right now, man, because I'd give you the biggest bear hug right now. Because, like, it's been so amazing having you be part of Carpool. Like, when uh, we um, were looking for hosts for the PlayStation Drive, if you remember, Matt, of course, I put out a tweet uh, mm -hmm. asking for people to join the show. We had 90 plus applicants apply for the show and, you know, sifting through um, all the applications and seeing yours there um, and and kind of looking at some of your content and stuff. Like, I felt from the moment that I, you know, saw even just your random videos of you getting excited talking about you, Tales of Arise on, on your own YouTube channel. Like, I felt like have like you were a special person, Matt, and someone who I felt like would be the type of person that I wanted to be on the show. So even though, um, you know, there were a ton of people coming in, like I just felt like you and I would have some special energy. And I'm so glad that I picked you, man, because you have embodied every aspect of what we what we look for and strive for here at carpool you know whether it's you know the, the bringing the togetherness bringing the chaos um just having fun like having a very positive attitude um and you know being like I, I've really loved having you as part of the team. I know you're going to be a great dad as well. And uh, I know that you're going to be taking this time away to, to do your own thing. And, you know, I am happy that you, you decided to put your family first, put you first and kind of do what you need to do. Um, and uh, I'm definitely going to miss having you, you know, whether it's on, on the meetings or just hanging out all the time, I'm sure you're going to still be hanging out in the discord and you're not moving away. So, I mean, no, we're going <laughs> to hang out at some point. Um, but I'm just going to miss having you being, being part of the team. Um, but I wish you all the best in the future. I know that this isn't the end of the road for you by any means. Um, cause I'm sure after, you know, you have the dust is settled, you might be back doing other stuff, but, uh, I just want to say, man, I, I really appreciate you. Honestly, I couldn't have picked a better person to, to host the show with. And I'm, I'm so happy you decided to join us and, and be part of this experience. So thank you, Matt, for, for being part of this. I really appreciate you, man. And uh, I'm going to give you the floor to, of course, say your final farewells, my friend. 
Yeah, man. Again, I just, I can't thank you enough for bringing me in, Ryan. Like it's, it's been such a ride. This community is so, I know we say it time and time and again, but I just don't want this to get lost on the folks that are listening on the folks that are here because this place truly is special like that. That isn't just lip service. That isn't just being said to be said the community here, the wonderful team here, everything about this place is special. And I, I don't think that will be lost, especially knowing the the quality and the pedigree of the folks that are coming in to kind of lead the charge um, after us. This place is in great hands. I, I have no doubt in my mind that everything is going to continue to be amazing here. I, again, still remember this community. I'm still going to be around. Um, I, I love you so much, man. I even just, you know, getting to hang out with you in person was so, so, so much fun. And I'm sure I'm going to see you again later this year. I might look more tired and more worn out, but uh, we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, but dude, I, I appreciate your friendship dearly. You've been in my corner this entire time through so much. And I, I can never, ever thank you enough for not just being, uh, you know, the catalyst to my carpool, but for also just being an incredible friend and incredible host. Um, I look forward to to the next steps here. Um, but uh, everybody that's listened, thank you for your support. Thank you for hanging with me over the over the last number of years. Uh, I hope you continue to hang here because it is there's so much incredible stuff to come. Um, if you've ever listened, if you've ever left a review, if you've ever left a like, if you've ever said anything, or shown any support, or even just been here, uh, you know, hanging in the background, I appreciate you, um, Patreon or not, you know, with commenter or not. If you've been here, if we've made your day just a little bit better in any way, shape or form then mission accomplished, because there was the reason that got me into podcasting was because of a lot that I was going through in my personal life um, and podcasting was there for me. Uh, I hope we are there for you at least a little bit. And if so, then I'm happy that I did that. But if you want to keep up with me, you can find me over on X at Matt yeah. underscore silver soul. You can find my words at console creatures and but why though? Uh, and of course, Ryan, uh, where can people find you? Because I gotta ask. Absolutely. You can find me on X at Ryan Tarverud as well as you can find us on X at Carpool Gaming. Of course, youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming. And of course, podcast services around the globe. Around the globe, indeed. And of course, I gotta close out one last time with thanking these wonderful patrons of ours, including our ultimate producers, Tony Baker, who you can find at youtube.com slash quest for pixels, Jonathan Brown, whose link tree is pme.jib, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Light team at www.com phoenixoverdrive.com and quagmire of course who reminds you that the best babes are xeno babes our platinum producers robbie bobby miller and jonas young and of course our gold members adam k anna awesome dave 1337 bob blah blah bowza brad moore brian reese cecily carosa dan and lumo dano drellish emily o'kelly john 32 marcus o'neill pehe ep shy guy and tim Alf. everyone it has been my absolute honor driving this car for the last couple of years and i'm sure i'll be back in some capacity in the future i love you all dearly Please be excited for the future of the PlayStation Drive because there's so much good to come. But for now, peace. Bye, everybody.